And now for the video. Dun, dun, dun. Right. <coughs> How are we? Where are we? What's the score? Hmm? Who's winning? Interesting to see those sports superstars now being used as prime examples for the populace. Do this, don't do that. Work hard, get paid, shut up. Right. And of course, don't forget, take your damn vaccinations. Don't forget, right? <laughs> the insanity of a manipulated reality. Our world. Hmm. So this is how it feels to be lonely and this is how it feels to be small. And the lyrics of the shoegazing bands infect us all. It's a cloudy and overcast day in the north of Scotland. The kind of day where the sea and the sky have the same grey shade that meets at some distant point but you can't really tell where the sky ends and the sea begins which is a metaphor for the fact that you can't really tell where anything ends and begins right now. It all morphs into one. And the system pumps out its rhetoric, hammering the same message into the minds of men and women. This is linguistic programming. <laughs> the parallels between 1984 and 2020 are stunning. The totalitarian approach, the consistent repetition of the message, the message, the message, the lockstep conditioning of the newspapers, which are really the same but different. It's the same message delivered in different ways. Because not everyone is going to understand. Hmm. 
some of the newspapers will persuade you, will nudge you to make an intellectual choice. Whilst others will hammer you and hammer information down into you like coffin nails. <laughs> Do you feel it yet? Can you feel it? Yeah! Put your arms in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. Hmm. Meanwhile, the people, the populace, society is segregated, separated, isolated, initiated. <laughs> into the new world with the new language of the new normal. I'm sorry, we just can't go back to the way it was. <laughs> you will now just have to live in fear of everything. In fear of a knock at the door, in fear of the sound of a conversation. In fear of walking the streets, in fear of getting too close. Hmm. In fear of being watched of being reported, that the, the number of reports to the police about the behaviour of citizens hmm. skyrockets. People can't wait to enforce their own values on others. You know, the same way that Tax is applied through force. People will apply their opinions through the force of others. It's the way the system has been set. It's the way the dominoes have been laid out and they will fall one by one, one and all. My name's G, I represent the Academy. These are thoughts on the current crisis. But more than thoughts, let me evidence what is happening.
because everyone's entitled to an opinion but if you if you can't back up your opinion with real examples then your opinion is in essence worth very little secrets there are none be open but don't compromise yourself if you are following what's going on then you'll know what I'm talking about otherwise you might want to link up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or YouTube or any other media platform thought-provoking and inspirational content I hope helping you to make the decisions that you need to make in order to get where you need to be to become the best version of who you are because you are in charge of your life for if we are not in charge of our own life then who is do you subject yourself to the rule of others well don't the level of success you have is usually dependent on the level of responsibility you are able to handle as you move forward life is about the ability to carefully overcome the resistance around us and there's always some level there's always some level of resistance government knows this the people in places of power know this ukcolumn.org reported British cabinet office collaborates with French brainwashing guru to change the way we think this is not a new article it's an old article you see we're we're further down the rabbit hole than we think on the 17th of November 2010, the Franco-British Council hosted a meeting inside 10 Downing Street attended by a mix of the Cabinet Behavioural Team, the Cabinet Behavioural Team, and their French counterparts. <laughs> See, we're not really in competition. Conflict is just the surface. The meeting was instigated by Rohan Silva of the Number 10 Policy Unit following consultation with the Centre for Strategic Analysis of the Prime Minister of France with the aims of bringing together experts on behavioural economics from France and the UK and to seek cross-fertilisation and generation of concrete proposals through open discussion for a wee chat. 
I suppose. And to look at practical applications for the science of behavioral economics in France and the UK in light of the economic crisis. Behavioral economics. Hmm? The truth of the meeting at number 10 is deeply sinister. Modern behavioral manipulation techniques, which include NLP, can and do achieve changes in people's behavior, particularly where the victim, individual or group, adult or child, is unaware that they are being targeted. It is perfectly feasible, as the attendees of number 10 are fully aware, to implement political agendas and doctrine by reprogramming people. Consider Hitler Youth or the Communist Chinese onslaught on the minds of children and young people. These latest insidious techniques do not have that raw brutality, but unchecked their stealth, <coughs> excuse me, effectiveness and viral speed represents a far greater danger. Behavioral reframing your health, voluntary work, and taxes today, leading to eugenics tomorrow. Crazy, huh? Crazy. What a crazy world we live in. Anyway, never mind. Meet your competition. Oh, by the way. That's just one level of resistance, yeah. There's levels, it's like a game. Life is like a computer game. Right? Big bad boss at the end of each level. Now, if you've been keyed into a lot of kids' films and cartoons. The next article will make sense to you in terms of what children are being prepared for. Meet your competition. This is what people are being prepared for. People are obsolete now. Have you seen a modern car production line? Hmm. Have you seen those floors of the delivery warehouses that don't have any people on them. <coughs> Excuse me. Xenobots. Meet your competition. Xenobots, named after the African clawed frog, Xenopus lievis. Xenobots are synthetic organisms that are automatically designed by computers to perform some desired function and built by combining together different biological tissues. Xenobots are less than one millimeter wide and composed of just two things, skin cells and heart muscle cells, both of which are derived from stem cells harvested from early blastula stage frog embryos. Because no one cares about frogs, right? The skin cells provide rigid support and the heart cells act as small motors, contracting and expanding in volume to propel the xenobot forward. The shape of a xenobot's body 
and its distribution of skin and heart cells are automatically designed in simulation to perform a specific task. Using a process of trial and error, 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 an evolutionary algorithm. Interesting. Trial and error, an evolutionary algorithm. That's living, right? Isn't that just living? Well, I'd like to get out there today and experiment with my evolutionary algorithm. Xenobots have been designed to walk, swim, push pellets, carry payloads, and work together in a swarm to aggregate debris scattered along the surface of their dish into neat piles. <clears throat> Sweeping up all the bodies, eh? They can survive for weeks without food and heal themselves after lacerations. Unlike traditional technologies, xenobots do not add pollution as they work and degrade. They behave using energy from fat and protein naturally stored in their tissue, which lasts about a week, at which point they simply turn into dead skin cells. That's our competition, guys. That's our competition. They're going to start small, but they're not going to stay small. Hmm. What happens when they drop those things into needles, right? Or mix it into food, right? Or just spray it in the air, right? Hmm. Interesting. Meanwhile, we're not doing very well with our Western medicine. <clears throat> Researcher in Ecuador claims 100% cure rate in COVID-19. Yep, the West is no longer the best. There, there's an African cure as well, and there was a touted cure which was also poisoned as well in Africa. Um, almost as if somebody wants everybody to be sick. Preliminary data from a clinical trial involving more than 100 COVID-19 patients in Ecuador has resulted in a claimed 100% cure rate within four days, according to Andreas Klacker, who is closely following the results of the effort. The tests were carried out by the Association Equa did some medical expert initiative integrated organization in Ecuador, can't pronounce it. A group of integrative medical practitioners. I love how they're called practitioners. People who practice. <laughs> Ecuador has been hit particularly hard by the coronavirus and the current standard of care. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat is very dry today. Mm. It's the way it goes, right? Um, too much. Too much talking, I think. Too much talking. Um, the current standard of care promoted by Western medicine, largely based on ventilators, has been killing the vast majority of critical patients, while utterly failing to address the real root of the problem. 
COVID-19 isn't an acute respiratory, respiratory disease as it turns out, rather it often presents as an inflammation and blood clotting condition. See the Lancet research link provided. There was also a doctor in New York who came out and said that it appears not to be a respiratory problem, that it's a blood clotting problem. And of course his video was deleted from the internet, which causes the blood to be unable to carry oxygen resulting in patient hypoxia and eventual asphyxiation. <clears throat> Could it be the medicine is not helping? This is why intravenous chlorine dioxide, which immediately delivers a high dose of oxygen to blood cells, is believed to work so effectively against COVID-19. It reportedly restores the oxygen-carrying capacity of hemoglobin and clears the clotting in the lungs, all while destroying pathogens. Good, 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 good. Right, let's try it out. Let's test it. Let's 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 get on with it, and so that we don't have to use dangerous chemicals. Please. Thank you very much. But oh no, 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 no. The media will scream and shout and tell you not to try hydroxychloroquine and zinc, or um, will not point out that tonic water is a tonic for a reason. Um, to remove the mystery, you need to know your history. Yeah. And there's no way that we're going to get through this if we stay scared or remain fearful or we let the propaganda win. Because if you are afraid to live your life because you might die, then you've already died because you can't live. Fear will kill all of your dreams. It will. And fear is what they have to sell. It's all that government has left to sell. Is fear. If we don't do this, then that'll happen. Well, just leave. <clears throat> leave the people alone. What was that Michael Jackson song? Leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. Right, stop it. Stop the propaganda, stop the stories, stop the ridiculous fake statistics. I mean, please. Please. The numbers are whatever we want them to be on a daily basis. And they go up and down and then we change what we told you yesterday. Tra-la-la-la-la. It's just a circus. <laughs> it's a circus of mysticism and unrealism just a giant circus I covered yesterday the fake science right Toby Rogers PhD MPP ABCDEFG yeah, on Twitter pointed out it's just two weeks for the incubation period it's four weeks and we'll flatten the curve six weeks because we said so 12 to 18 months until a vaccine is available and on and on and on and on and on and you open your mouth and you swallow you swallow the nonsense because it's complete nonsense
complete 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 but don't worry they've got plans plans to monitor you plans to hire more workers to to uh, to advise you yeah. to give you advice about your health to make sure that you're not getting too close to anyone to make sure that people get removed from their families don't let them do it guys remember that your rights are determined by your awareness US Congress bill 6666 is short under five pages but grants 100 billion to entities around the country to trace and monitor the contacts of infected individuals and to support the quarantine of such contacts and to support the quarantine quarantine of such contacts it would do this through mobile health units mobile health units well that's not in any sense like what happens in china is it huh huh at individuals residences and provide services relating to testing and quarantines and for other purposes don't worry we'll bring everything to you right really really there's no such thing as something for nothing priority for funding would go to hotspots and medically under underserved communities right right so let's let's cut off the healthcare system turn off the healthcare system in Britain and tell everybody that it's for their own good and even though doctor's surgeries are not working you stand outside and clap I don't get it I don't get it the Centers for Disease Control director would direct the funds to health clinics schools high schools universities or basically any other entity the CDC director chooses just uh, whatever right you know just oh, put a little bit over here a little bit over there yeah whatever 100 billion in funding would be for fiscal year 2020 and such sums as may be necessary for year 2021 and any year thereafter when the emergency continues because it's never going to end and we'll just print infinite amounts of money and throw it into the air the bill almost humorously notes that it must not contradict medical privacy laws oh Meanwhile, the independent.co.uk reports Big Tobacco secretly bankrolling anti-NHS think tank whose bosses donate thousands to the Tory leadership. It's not that funny when you follow the money. A secretive think tank <clears throat> which called for the NHS to be scrapped <laughs> while its heads pour millions into the Conservative Party and its MPs is being funded by Big Tobacco, an investigation has found. British American Tobacco is one of the groups funding the Institute of Economic Affairs, a free market think tank which is notoriously close-lipped about its donors. The, the whole concept of the term free market think tank is ridiculous. Anyway, what are tanks for? Right. The IEA has been an outspoken critic of public health measures for tackling smoking, obesity and harmful drinking. 
and past funders include organizations affiliated with gambling, alcohol, sugar, and soft drinks industries. That's why the soft drinks machines were in schools, I imagine. Health experts said the findings in the British Medical Journal raised the prospect of a future conservative leader aligning with big business at the expense of the public's health. Oh my God, that would never happen, would it? The IEA has dubbed the NHS one of the most inefficient and overrated health systems in the world. And the 2016 report argued for a private health insurance model in the UK with top-up payments. It has close links to the Conservative Party and the chair of its board of trustees. New record donated £32,000 to Health Secretary Matt Hancock between 2010 and 2018. It's not that much over eight years, really. Dominic Rabb, who alongside Mr. Hancock is aiming to succeed Theresa May as Conservative leader, also has close links with the IEA, speaking at its 60th anniversary event and promoting an annual essay competition as recently as last month. When asked about these links in the BMJ, a spokesperson said Mr. Rabb has always been a strong contender and supporter of public, doesn't say contender at all, has always been a strong supporter of public health initiatives to make the UK healthier. Right. Right, because PR, yeah. Because PR. Meanwhile, beware your statistical aggregator. How real is real? How true is true? <laughs> Virginia Pitzer, a Yale University epidemiologist focused on modeling COVID-19 spread in the United States, said she'd never heard of Worldometer when asked. CNN asked her to assess the website's reliability. She said, I think the Worldometer site is legitimate, she wrote via email, explaining that many of its sources appear to be credible government websites. But she also found flaws, inconsistencies, and an apparent lack of expert curation. The interpretation of the data is lacking, she wrote, explaining that she found the data on active cases particularly problematic because data on recoveries is not consistently reported. Pitzer also found few detailed explanations of big data reporting issues or discrepancies. For Spain, it's a single sentence. For many others, there are no explanations at all. She also found errors in the Spanish data. For instance, Worldometer reports more than 18,000 recoveries on April the 24th, while the Spanish government reported only 3,105 recoveries that day. They might as well just make up the numbers. It tends to be what you think it is, right? It tends to be what you think it is. Remember that old saying, be careful what you wish for, right? Be careful what you wish for. It may come true. Do you remember that film with David Bowie, The Labyrinth? Where the girl wishes the Goblin King to take the child away.
<laughs> anyway, don't worry. Hundreds of pictures have appeared online of Britain's deserted hospitals. Vital operations cancelled. Accident and emergency. Looking like a ghost town. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy unfolding right now because people are scared of catching the mysterious virus if they set foot in a hospital. The truth is that, that hospitals are incubation places for a lot of sickness and illness. In fact, if you look at where disease actually occurs, a lot of it occurs in and around hospitals, naturally, right? They're staying at home. People are staying at home even if they have serious illnesses and this will cost countless lives. Right, what, what's happening to all those people with heart attacks and strokes, huh? Hmm. Matt Hancock urged non-coronavirus patients requiring urgent care to seek help immediately, even though you, doctors only take phone consultations, which is a bit like phoning the mechanic to fix your car, right? It's just stupid. Um, <laughs> the, the NHS is there for you, okay. He was speaking in the House of Commons after doctors and medical charities warned of hidden health crisis amongst non-COVID patients who, it is feared, could die in their thousands. Thank you, I-N-F-O-W-A-R-S dot C-O-M. Meanwhile, if you're watching the video version of this, you can see a video of patients having to wait in a hospital while the nurses are choreographed to do their dances. Yep, because that's what modern healthcare is, right? That's what modern healthcare is, right? It's it's a theater. It's all a giant theater. <laughs> How's it going, Jazz? Oh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the, uh, thank you, thank you very much for the cuddlies. I got, I got myself two tigers, are they tigers? I got, I think a tiger and a cat. Cool, huh? Right. Um, you never know, eh? Um, I like Stephen Donovan's quote that he posted the other day. Vast swathes of Westerners are now too dumb, brainwashed and neurologically compromised to see what damaged vaccines have already done to themselves, their children and their parents. It is sad but true. I mean, how do you... It's stupid people don't realize that they're stupid. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Yeah, we have this arrested development culture, right? People don't think anymore. They don't think to ask questions. Stanford researchers uncover patterns in how scientists lie about their data. So the scientists are studying how the scientists lie, right? <laughs> you can't make it up, right? The scientists have to study how the scientists lie. Ridiculous. Much fraud, much of the time. 
Even the best poker players have tails that give away when they're bluffing with a weak hand. Scientists who commit fraud have similar but even more subtle tells. And a pair of Stanford researchers have cracked the writing patterns of scientists who attempt to pass along falsified data. The work published in the Journal of Language and Social Psychology, did you know there was a Journal of Language and Social Psychology, could eventually help scientists identify falsified research before it is published. There's a fair amount of research dedicated to understanding the ways liars lie. Studies have shown that liars generally tend to express more negative emotion terms and use fewer first-person nouns. Fraudulent financial reports typically display higher levels of linguistic obfuscation, naturally. Phrasing that is meant to distract from or conceal the fake data. Hmm. Uh, to see if similar patterns exist in scientific academia, Jeff Hancock, a professor of communication at Stanford, and graduate student David Markowitz, Search the archives of PubMed, a database of life science journals from 1973 to 2013 for retracted papers. They identified 253 primarily from biomedical journals, biomedical journals, biomedical journals that were retracted for documented fraud and they compared the writing in these unretracted papers from the same journals and publication years covering the same topics. There you go. So scientists now spending their time studying other scientists. Hoorah, well done. It's not, it's not a cycle at all, is it? Meanwhile, you can ask Google for help with all kinds of problems now, including, boom, including your medical problems. Dr. Google, however, is typically wrong when diagnosing. Shock horror. Not feeling well and want to know what's wrong in the digital age, many people take their health issues straight to trusty Dr. Google and online symptom checkers. Unfortunately, a new study says sites dishing out medical opinions aren't very trustworthy at all. Researchers from Edith Cowan University in Australia say online symptom checkers rarely provide the correct diagnosis on the first try. The sites were also found to give people bad information about when and where to seek a doctor's help. There you go. The study looked at 36 international symptom checkers found on mobile devices and the internet. Researchers say the first result was the correct diagnosis just 36% of the time. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> The correct medical problem was found in the top three results only in 52% of the searches. Yep. Welcome to our mad world. We're not going to have people diagnosing what's wrong in computers in the future. We're going to have computers diagnosing what's wrong in people. Right? You see, you see, you see how it's uh, how it's going to work out. But don't worry. Stay home. Stay safe. Right? Meanwhile, as reported in WND.com, psychotherapist Dr. Hugh Wilburn says lockdown zealots are displaying all the classic signs of cult members by doubling down on their beliefs despite having been proven wrong. Not unusual 
psychologically, of course. In an article on his website, Wilburn highlights the work of respected social psychologist Leon Festinger, who analyzed the beliefs of a UFO cult in the 1950s, who believed that a flying saucer would rescue them from the apocalypse. However, after the catastrophic earthquakes and floods, they expected to hit the United States. After the floods that they expected would hit the United States never arrived, and their beliefs were totally disproved, the cult members would not become less but more convinced of their beliefs, absolutely, because people don't want to admit that they have made a mistake. Hmm. Yeah, true. People don't want to admit a lot of stuff like, like where we are being taken. Yeah. E-U-R-E-K-A-L-E-R-T, which is eurekealert.org, <clears throat> a soft touch for robotic hardware, robots now made from soft materials. Yeah, you'll be able to cuddle them like little cuddly toys. People won't know the difference. Welcome to Westworld. 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. Oh no. <laughs> I wonder where they are taking us. Robots can be made from soft materials, but the flexibility of such robots is limited by the inclusion of rigid sensors necessary for their control. Researchers have created embedded sensors to replace grid sensors that offer the same functionality but afford the robots greater flexibility. Soft robots can be more adaptable and resilient than more traditional rigid designs. The team used cutting-edge machine learning techniques to create their designs. Automation is an increasingly important subject. The core of this concept um, lost the place and core concept. Automation is an increasingly important subject and core to this concept are the often paired fields of robotics and machine learning. Machine learning, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I don't think that machines learn, do they? Hmm? What does it mean to learn, really learn something? The relationship between machine learning and robotics is not just limited to the behavioral control of robots, but is also important for their design and core functions. A robot which operates in the real world needs to understand its environment and itself in order to navigate and perform tasks. Hmm. Right, interesting. Meanwhile, amgreatness.com reports at least 40% of families may continue to homeschool their children even after the pandemic ends and not surprisingly considering the insane rules and laws that are being introduced right um two meters apart can't touch can't play sport can't go to the bathroom to spend all day in one room can't talk to your friends can't mingle can't make no socialization um what are taxes for again? Hmm. A poll by Real Clear Options, opinions, sorry, Real Clear Opinion, 
shows that at least 40% of American families may decide to continue homeschooling their children even after the coronavirus pandemic comes to an end. In response to the question of whether or not parents are likely to enroll their children in a homeschool, neighborhood school, co-op or virtual school once the lockdown ends, 40.8% of respondents said yes, while 31.1% said no. Interestingly, the poll found that slightly more Democrats than Republicans were likely to do so. Hmm. And statistics and on, but the point is... The point is... Not such a bad thing having more people consider deeply the education of their children. Not such a bad thing, really. At least for those that are awake, right? At least for those that are awake. I've mentioned the World Food Programme before. Um, and the work of David Beasley. As if it's worth mentioning again, the United Nations World Food Programme or WFP states that by the end of the year more than 260 million people will face starvation. Double last year's figures. According to the World Food Programme director David Beasley, on April the 21st we could be looking at famine in about three dozen countries. There is also a real danger that more people could potentially die from the economic impact of COVID-19 than from the virus itself. That would be enough to characterize the worldwide lockdown as a deathly error. But there's much more. If global GDP declines by 5%, another 147 million people could be plunged into extreme poverty, according to the International Food Policy Research Institute. Foreign Policy magazine reports that according to the International Monetary Fund, the global economy will shrink by 3% in 2020, making the biggest downturn since the Great Depression. And the US, the Eurozone and Japan will contract by 5.9%, 7.5% and 5.2% respectively. Meanwhile, across South Asia, as of a month ago, tens of millions of people were already struggling to put food on the table. Again, all because of the lockdown, not the virus, or because of the response to the problem, not the problem itself. Look, we're not going to get over this until we train ourselves to let go of fear, to detach from the powerlessness of the negativity and to converse until we are able to converse with people openly about alternatives to problems and about peaceful solutions that don't involve force. That's the way forward. At least that's what I think. What do you think? What do you think out there? You got an opinion? Do you have an opinion that's your opinion? Hmm. What do you think? Let me know. If you've got any articles, send them to me. If you've got any other information, you know, anything useful, helpful, practical, you want to discuss stuff, get in touch, let me know. Otherwise, I'm G, I represent the Academy. Um, you can find out more information on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn across all the social media platforms. 
if you're searching for information, use a variety of search engines. Um, a lot of good alternative ones out there. Uh, DuckDuckGo, StartPage, etc., etc. Um, that's it for now. Wherever you are, have a great day. Stay safe. Enjoy your time. And as always, don't forget to tell the ones you love that you love them. Take care, guys. Speak to you soon.